Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. We know you guys have a lot of choices out there. We truly do appreciate you making us part of your day each and every day. You know, people always say, what are you saying, Mark Ryan? And it's like in our society today, everyone wants to jump on the office space, jump to conclusions, Matt, right? What are you trying to say? All I'm saying is I hear some differences in the answers. Now, Dabo always says that, Mark Ryan. Yeah, he does. He does. But I'm always curious, like, why more coaches just don't do what Dan Lanning does? You know, does it affect your leverage if you say that? Yeah. Does it affect your money-making potential if you say that? It could. Because why do they need to pay you more? You've already announced you're not going anywhere else. Right? But it's just, it, it is kind of surprising to me that Dabo doesn't use stronger language considering the fact that everybody does think he's a Clemson lifer. You know, um, why are we not hearing from Dabo, I'm going to be here until they don't want me anymore? Why are we not hearing from Dabo what Dan Lanning says? There is zero chance I'll be coaching anywhere else. Zero chance. Why are we not hearing that? You know, it's always the same. I'm focused on this. I intend to be here. I plan to be here. I'm happy here. Yeah, but, but you're not offering any declarative or definitive statements, right? You're not offering that. Why? Might it be because Dabo is bent about the one and a half percenters? You know, what's the reason there? I'm just curious, you know, and I want to know what you guys are thinking. 71307 on the carpro.com text line is where you guys can get to us on the show. Let's go to the phones, and we've got Stone in Simpsonville. Who is up next? Hey, Stone, you're off sides. Mar, what's going on? How you doing? Great. Good, bud. Good to hear from you. Yes, sir. I, I, like I said, I've li- listened to you guys for a while now, a few years. Uh, you, I'm usually just a once-a-year caller. Um, it's been a minute since I've called. Uh, but I wanted to get in on a few little things. You are talking about the uh, coaching thing. I agree with I think Diesel said it before the break. Uh, pretty sure he just doesn't want to say anything anymore. Uh, because Tyler might call back <laughs> at this point. Um, 
And, again, re- reality for both those guys, they have pretty solid setups where they're at. Um, I know Texas A&M can throw the money around. Um, but, you know, Oregon, you've got Nike. Clemson, Davos kind of helped build it back, even though it's been a rough stretch. And, listen, I'll say I'm a Carolina fan, but I'm very straightforward in the thought processes and seeing it. Um, I just think he wants to lay low at this point right now in regards to the coaching carousel terms. But I do like I do but like why, Lanning being on. But why why not why not come out and say what Dan Lanning said? That why not do that? Why not come I, out? I don't and say, I don't think hey, I, I don't think you hey, want to. I'm not going anywhere. There's zero percent chance I'll be coaching anywhere else. Why not? You know I I think Dabo is in the uh, the children's book um, taglines where it's very simple to the point like C spot run, C spot jump. Because he doesn't want any more callers like he did last week. <laughs> That's what you think. So do you think, Dabo, if you're going to make this prediction right now on the show, Stone, okay, 4.06 p.m., November 14, 2023, will Dabo Sweeney ever coach anywhere else? The, the only place I could see him going to, and I think y'all referenced it, I, I would be Alabama just because he always references home, loyalty, et cetera. But I think that would be after Nick Saban and after another coach because I don't think anybody wants to follow Nick Saban, even including Dabo. Um, that would be my prediction as far as that goes. Stone, great to hear from like you, buddy. Fo- Thanks. It's kind of like, like following a Tom Brady as quarterback. You know, with the Patriots, we see how that's gone. You always need some space in between, whether it's interims or whatever it may be. But that's just my personal opinion on that. But I also wanted to reference – can I get in about the Don Munson interview a few moments sure. ago? Sure. Um, I wanted to ask you this, and, again, tell me if I'm wrong because, again, I just want to make sure it's accurate. Did Don say at the end that they have done a very good job, uh, the coaches with player development, et cetera? Is that what he was referencing? That's how I took it, Stone. How did you interpret it? I, I, that's what I saw. Now, listen, here's the deal. I'm not saying they haven't. And I'm not one of these guys, look at what we've done. At Car- I mean, at Carolina, we haven't done anything either. So, I mean, I'm very realistic with that, okay? What is very funny, though, he was re- he, it was after you guys were talking about Tyler Brown, who's just a few minutes up the road from us. Um, I know the coach there, pretty decent in Coach Porter at Greenville, you know. And you tell me if I'm wrong. I don't even think there for a while Tyler, uh, Tyler Brown was not even getting heavily recruited by Clemson. Is that, is that correct? From what I understand, yeah, Clemson kind of came late in the game, and just the like game. it is with a lot of a lot of the people here, a lot of the players here in the Upstate, correct? They're overlooked. It, well, they're overlooked, and that and, like and, I don't, I don't, I don't get the why there. I don't understand that. I don't either. But here, here's what I want to reference, and this is the only thing where I would disagree with Don I, on on the player development. Right after talking about Tyler Brown, he plays a specific you know spot, which is receiver, and yes. You've had many receivers roll through Clemson, but if you go look through the last four years, almost like a full-on, you know, senior class recruiting cycle, they talk about developing these players and all these things. They've missed on a lot of lot of wide receivers. There was an article a while back. I think ESPN actually might have done it. I tried to look, but I couldn't find it. But I did the digging myself, looking at certain, like, I guess you would say ranking systems. If you go through and look at Frank Ladson Jr., 
Um, I'm going to butcher his name. Um, a Jew, a Jew, I, I think possibly was it. Um, you've got E.J. Williams, Bo Collins, uh, Randall. Uh, you know, I think I said Ladson. Um, you look at these different guys that were four- and five-star recruits, and you talk about player development. If they were four or five stars, which, again, I agree with you all, I think they miss the stars a lot of times, and I think Don said that too, so people don't hate on me for saying that because he doesn't really look at them. But if we really did a great job at play, if they did a great job at player development, how would you make not not make four or five stars even better? And yet we weren't recruiting Tyler Brown, meaning we as in Clemson, we're not recruiting Tyler Brown, but yet he's been the most prolific, I would say, receiver and playmaking receiver that Clemson's had over the last four years. Once you got after uh, Justin Ross, you know, and and that group of guys, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so here's what I would say to you, Stone. Um, whose fault is it that a three-star true freshman is the best receiver by far on the team? Whose fault is that? It's somebody's fault. I'm going to be honest. Right? What, Either they're against? missing on guys or they're not developing guys or they're killing guys' confidence. Because a three-star, uh, under-recruited kid from Greenville comes in here with no fanfare, and a true freshman three-star is instantly the best receiver on the team. Antonio Williams, Bo Collins, Adam Randall, Stellato, eat your hearts out. Three-star Tyler Brown is twice as good as any of you. I, I agree with you, and here's the thing. People always talk about, oh, player development. We, they always reference it with quarterbacks. Oh, well, they're real young. They're real young. Well, there's a point where you can't, like, use that, I guess, line anymore with guys that have, say, been there two or three years because this guy's coming in who was, like I said, a three-star, really not on the radar, they can say whatever, comes in and makes, you know, what we compare now OBJ-style catches. To me, that goes back to the coaches, or either that recruiting base needs to be completely washed of their recruiters and how they rank things, because those it's got to be on those two places. But again, my thing with Clemson to be wide receiver you, how did you miss it for a four-year stretch? Yeah, how did you miss it? And and what's going on there? And, you know, to me, Stone, part of the issue is they recruit a lot of the same type of guys. This never hit home more to me than being at the Georgia game at the beginning of last season. I said, I'm on the, like, I'm watching them warm up, and I'm like, my goodness, these are all the same guy. 6'2", 6'3", possession receivers, not very fast. These guys aren't getting behind Georgia's defense. Plus, DJ Uyunglele isn't the kind of isn't the kind of quarterback that can get them behind Georgia's defense. But guess what, Tyler Brown is. Oh, there he is, and he can make amazing catches too. Like I just, you know, Tyler Brown. If you told me Stone that Clemson signed a three-star from you know from the Upstate that wasn't highly recruited, and you said, "What should I expect of his career?" I would say maybe his senior year. He'll get spot duty, and he's likely to transfer because of a lack of playing time. That's what I would say if you told me Clemson signed a three-star. Not he's instantly the best receiver on the team, including guys that have been here for three and four years. Well, can, can I ask you, can I even take it one step further, Mark? Sure. Can I reference this to even say Hunter Renfro slightly? He was a oh, walk-on. Yeah. I know, no, and, sure. and listen, he, he wasn't on hardly anybody's radar. And I respect for Clemson for doing what they did. 
maybe they did develop him. Maybe he's one that they, the other side of the coin did develop. But at the same time, you know, he is, he's not getting used right now well, you know, with Las Vegas. But he ended up turning in to a technically an all-pro wide receiver, you know, who was a walk-on. So, again, I agree with Don. The stars don't always matter. But player development, when you haven't developed players in the last four years when you're known as wide receiver you around this area because of what you've done, to me it's got to be a within issue. And, again, I, I would simply leave it at that, Mark. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, and I, I value that, Stone, and I value your input, right? When I see Tyler Brown instantly be the best wide receiver on the team, maybe, look, you want to call me a Debbie Downer? You want to call me a Karen, a Chad? So be it, okay? I'm going to say to you, oh, okay, there's a problem here. What's going on with Antonio Williams, Bo Collins, Adam Randall? What's going on with these guys? How is this three-star the best wide receiver on the team. And with all due respect to Don Munson and this texter on our text line who says every great player isn't a five-star or a four-star, I disagree. You know, per capita, per player, right, more four-stars are star players than three-stars per player in terms of percentage of those who are four-stars. More five-stars are NFL players than four-stars. Now, if you said, well, wait a minute, Mark, there's way more NFL players that are four-stars then we're five stars, I'd say you're right. But the percentage of which, right, the, the five stars have a much higher hit rate than four stars. The four stars have a much higher hit rate than three stars. So how do you explain the fact that a an unheralded three-star kid from the upstate is instantly and by far the best receiver on Clemson? Like who's, I, I look at it as whose fault is that? Let's get to Rich in Chicago, who is up next. Hey, Rich, what's good, brother? I uh, I like I like this conversation, and I'm not going to be a Dabo apologist, but I'm going to come to his rescue a little bit. <clears throat> one thing I looked at, and this is kind of the Bible for me, is one of the key variables. And I think I mentioned this to you a long time ago, is the experience chart. And that isn't the age of the player, but the number of games they've played. And this is really interesting. If you take a look at there are 10 teams that have really disappointing seasons that are either uh, 13th out of 14 or dead last in their conference and in the hundreds of the 133 ranked teams. Real quick, Clemson is seventh in their conference in experience and 63rd national. So, I mean, you may want to give the guy a little bit of time. I don't think it's development as much as experience of the kind of kids he's got. And let me go through the list real quick because this explains what's going wrong in Gainesville. Florida was 13th in the SEC, next to last, and 109th in experience. Illinois is third. I'll just read the teams that are either next to last or last. Florida, Illinois, Virginia, Colorado, Cincinnati, uh, UAB, Notre Dame, New Mexico, Kent State, Old Dominion, Oklahoma State. These are teams that are wetting the bed. And I think you got to take a look at some of these guys have experienced coaches. I think the experience chart is absolutely critical. If you're interested in matchups, you better look at this because that is a key to wins and losses. And I think if you got low experience like Napier does, 
I think he deserves a year or two, and let's see what happens. But I think that's true with all these guys. At the same time, uh, Rich, I would say to, to you the following. I was all aboard Billy Napier getting four years, okay, all aboard that, until he embarrassed the program the last two times out. Yep. You can't lose to Arkansas at home in a must-win game when Arkansas hasn't won a bloody game, and then Arkansas loses 42-10 to 10 to mediocre Auburn at home the next week. You can't set a school record for futility on defense against an LSU offense that isn't as good as the one that Joe Burrow led four years ago. You can't set, you can't do that. And I've got a study here to share with you, Rich in Chicago. Dan Lanning and Billy Napier. Billy Napier was hired in November of 2021. Dan Lanning was hired in December of 2021, one year later. So in other words, Florida had their pick of Billy Napier and Dan Lanning. They chose Billy Napier. The, the, the three-year record before that coaching change, okay, from 2019 to 2021, Oregon was 26-8. and eight, Florida was 24-12, and 12, which could yep. be explained by the SEC being a tougher conference than the Pac-12, but both teams being pretty similar. That's three years, the three years before the change. Over the three years before that coaching change, the recruiting rankings between 2019 and 2021, where Oregon was number eight, Florida was number 10. Again, very, very close. In yep. two seasons, Dan Lanning is 19 and four. Billy Napier is 11 and 12. No further questions, Your Honor. I'm not defending him. I'm think. All I'm saying is, you got to look at the coaching staff who we brought with him. Look at the Florida coaching staff. I think the biggest weak link is he brought a lot of his pals from Louisiana Lafayette with him. I think you need to upgrade the coaching. Is is, is be would be the, the number one thing I would do. But again, I'm not there making excuses for him no, I hear or you. Sweeney. I'm not making excuses. I just think it's amazing correlation when you take a look at experience of of the entire depth of a team and their the teams at this point. It's it's they're youthful, and if you like the coach, you're going to give them a few more years. If you don't like the coach, they fired the Mississippi State guy in one year. Look at all the guys falling by the wayside. Yeah, but, but Mississippi State wasn't doing done. anything well. They, I'm like, there's, you know, when you have a guy like Larry Coker of Miami that follows up Butch Davis, you have a yep. slow erosion. It's very slow. It's like a drip. Zach Arnett was like a flood back to mediocrity. He didn't do a single thing well in his year as head coach. Like, they looked like the Mississippi State of old immediately. It didn't even yep. take any time. In a blink, they're Vanderbilt again in the SEC. So for Billy Napier, realize, and this surprised my friends when I shared it with him, Rich, Billy Napier has a worst first two-year record, okay, than Will Muschamp, than Ron Zook, okay, um, than Jim McElwain. A a worse two-year record than any of those guys. (laughs) So to me, Napier's got to win eight games next year with the hardest schedule in college football history or else. Yep. You don't get to embarrass Gator Nation and stick around. You don't get to do that. Well, let me ask. Well, let me ask you this, and and I'm not defending him again, but what you got to take a look at? What did these coaches inherit when they took the team over? I got to tell you something. They didn't have a lot of talent when they. I told you. I told you what they inherited. I told you. Oregon's recruiting class three-year average was number eight. Florida's was number ten. I'm talking about the Florida coaches that preceded him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's got much. 
And if, if you take a look at some of the guys, I mean, you know, there there isn't an excuse when you have really a loaded roster, and he doesn't. And the other Florida coaches kind of stepped into a good situation, even with a bad record. That's why they got hired. They had talent. I don't think, I don't think it's a question of that. I think it's a question of coaching. I don't think, I think he's out of his league with his staff, and I think he's got to go out and get some hired guns. The offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator for Florida are horrible. And until that changes, I don't think a whole lot's going to change. Thanks for the phone call, Rich. I do appreciate it. Jay Crane joins us next from Crane & Company right here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Joined as always at this time. By our friend Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Nationally renowned show on the Real Daily Wire. Check it out every Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. Jake, great to have you with a scale of 1 to 10, Jake. Your level of surprise that the change was made at Texas A&M when it was made. I got to be honest with you. It floored me. You go to websites like Coach's Hot Seat, Jimbo wasn't even in the top three, and he's gone in a blink. Yeah, well, I, I would say about a two. And, and look, in, in this profession, you're in it long enough, you're right about stuff, you're wrong about stuff. I actually let off one of our shows uh, last week with, you know, this is – or two weeks ago with this is Jimbo's last stand. Um, and, you know, I, I always laugh and, and look – people are always going to downplay the amount of money that they have, right? That's typically the go-to play. A&M, is, if A&M was worried about money, they would not have fired Jimbo after beating Mississippi State to death. They have money. But the question now becomes, you're, you're not, how much are you going to fork over to the next guy and which direction are you going to go, obviously? 
One, they're not paying – Dan Lanning is not going to Texas A&M. Okay, they're not paying that buyout. It's, it's bad business. You, you, you wouldn't do that. But I, I'm telling you right now, Mark, and just like in any category of life, it's not just about the amount of resources you have. Every program is not created equal, but every leader of the program is not created equal. Those two things can be true at once. And A&M has every resource to be able to have success at a very high level. They just haven't found the right leader. So to me, just like if it comes down to projecting a kid out of high school at one spot or taking a kid out of the transfer portal, I'm going to go with the proven commodity. And it just so happens that you can get that proven commodity for a decent price, and he's out there right now, and it's Urban Meyer. If A&M wants to finally get to the precipice and sip from the cup of champions, sometimes to reach the light, you have to embrace the darkness. And in reality, Urban Meyer is not Kim Jong-un the way that he's portrayed by pretty much everybody in the sports media. And you just hired Bobby Petrino, so you're already hanging out with Matthew McConaughey and the kids from Dazed and Confused causing trouble. Well, you know, obviously if, uh, if, if Shane Beamer has an opening on his staff, we all know that Urban Meyer is a hell of a kicker. So uh, that might be a match made huh. in heaven there, Jake. But uh, oh, g- yeah. give me a guess here. Jimbo Fisher's most likely landing spot for a next job. A head coach at a top 20 power job, and I'm not saying it's going to be next year, but maybe a year or two down the road. An elite coach at a top 20 power job, a mid-level power five job, a lower level power five job, a group of five, because we've seen a handful of coaches go that route, or on someone's staff. I think Jimbo's going to the woods. I think he's going to hunt. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we didn't see Jimbo again. The man's already got a natty. You know, he's not, he's not out there just, still just roaming the desert, never having grabbed the, the, the top of the mountain. I, look, I, I think he's got a ton of money. He's got a ton of land. He'd much rather be out in the woods fishing and hunting anyway. I think Jimbo's done. Jake Crane joining us. He's done, uh, Jake Crane says. Here look, my, my dad, show. I'll tell you a funny story. My, my grandmother, my, my, my father and Jimbo Fisher were, were very close. They coached at Auburn together. Jim and Fisher bought uh, my my grandmother's car. Um, I'm just telling you right now, I, from what I've heard from people I trust, Jimbo Fisher's done. That's incredible. That's incredible. Jake Crane joining us here on Offsides, the uh, the fan upstate. Jake, um, in a segment we're going to get to next, Josh Pate uh, said that he expects chaos to rain down on college football between now and the end of the regular season we're halfway through november man uh we got a couple weeks left and then it's time for conference championship saturday so we got three weeks left in the season two regular season weeks one conference championship week um if josh pate is going to be proven right jake um where like what what are the dominoes what what that we do not see happening is going to go to come down well, I, I mean, if we're going to – I think it's how you define chaos. I mean, Oregon State's a favorite over Washington this week. Like, w- would that be chaos if the favorite beat Washington? Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't think so if, if the sports books are, are going against it. Uh, could Alabama lose to Auburn? Yeah, sure, it's the Iron Bowl. I, I mean, if, if aliens landed on the middle of the field halfway through the first quarter during the Iron Bowl, I wouldn't be shocked. So, 
outside of that, I don't see Florida State losing to anybody in the ACC, even when they get to the ACC championship. When it comes to the Pac-12, I mentioned Washington. Uh, you know, Oregon to get another shot at Washington probably in the Pac-12 championship game if Washington can survive. Oregon State could throw a huge wrench into both of these teams. They play Washington and Oregon at the end of the year. In the Big Ten, I mean, I don't think it'd be chaotic for either Michigan or Ohio State to win, and then you play the Little Giants in the Big Ten championship game. The Big 12 right now, I mean, would anybody be shocked if a two-loss team won the Big 12? I mean, there's one one-loss team left. So, I mean, if we're looking for total chaos, I mean, if if, if we're talking – Day after tomorrow, you know, why is Jake Gyllenhaal trying to find a payphone in, you know, New York with, with all the snow? I just don't know if there's enough opportunities left. <laughs> Jake, can you explain a team like Oklahoma State and just some of the head-scratching losses that they've had this year? I mean, they were blown out by South Alabama. Shout-out to the Jags earlier this season for getting it done. Oh, yeah. And they, they climbed their way all the way back to the top 15, and then they get blown out again. Uh, you've been in locker rooms. What's going on in there? Well, look, I I think, you know, Oklahoma State was riding this emotional high, right? Um, And, and look, you are dealing with human beings at the end of the day, and and if you ask Nick Saban or Kirby Smart or Ryan Day or any of these guys, you know, it's it's hard to get up. Uh, Not not that you don't want to win or you don't want to play well, but if everybody played how they wanted to play, nobody would ever play bad. It's hard to get 18 to 22-year-olds to get up uh, every single weekend and be able to play at the highest level of efficiency, especially when you get toward the end of the season when guys are beat up. Uh, You've got some attrition going on. The book's out on you. The tendencies are really high. And listen, as an Auburn guy, I've watched Malzahn do this before. I mean, my brother on our show last week was like, this feels like one of those games where Gus Malzahn's team just plays at an elite level. He always loses to a couple teams he shouldn't every year, and his teams play incredibly. But I think Oklahoma State was riding an emotional high. The endorphins were flowing. Ollie Gore. The funniest part about Oklahoma State is, and I would worry about this if I was an Oklahoma State fan. Everybody's like, yeah, man, after the third game, Ollie Gordon went into Mike Gundy's office and was like, Coach, you got to give me the ball. I can help the team. How, how did nobody know this before? How are we just now finding out about this? Like, I've never seen a player just one day be like, all right, I'll just be good week four from here on out. That's the part that would worry me. But I think they were riding an emotional high, and and look, they got Malzahn, who could be, could possibly be the next head coach at Arkansas. How about that? Jake Crane joining us here on Offsides, the Fan Upstate. Jake, what will the record be for Clemson and South Carolina this coming weekend? Clemson against North Carolina? South Carolina hosting Kentucky. Two home games, two winnable games. Will the state get it 2-0? Oh? You know, look, I, I love Shane. I, I like what he's doing. I know it's it's been choppy water this year. But, like, Kentucky's as bad of a matchup as, as Alabama was for Kentucky and as bad of a matchup as Georgia was for Kentucky, teams that are really good in the box against the run, that's not South Carolina. Like, this is, this is prime, hey, Ray Davis just dropped 250 this weekend. Play action was killing people. I think South Carolina will be able to score a decent amount against Kentucky, but I think Kentucky is going to limit their possessions and just run all over them. I just don't trust South Carolina up front 
on either side of the ball. And that's why, you know, I picked them to go five and seven. And, you know, South Carolina fans were showing up my house with, you know, torches and pitchforks and Bibles <laughs> and all type of stuff. And uh, But when it comes to Clemson, man, North Carolina is just a – this is the weirdest team. These are the weirdest teams under Mac Brown. They're just the weirdest teams. I'd never schedule out state again. I promise you that. But, like, you, you don't know what to make of them. You think, okay, they figured out the defensive side of the ball, or at least they're not a doormat on defense like they were two years ago. And then they come out against a Duke team without Riley Leonard looking at App State ran through them like the plague. Um, so I, I feel like Drake May will keep them in it. But I do think Clemson wins. I think it's a one-and-one. One. I, I think it's a split. Jake, it's funny you mentioned North Carolina there. We all, we do a weekly North and South Carolina FBS top 10. And this is one of the hardest exercises we've done in a while because for the for the better part of this season, a lot of the traditional powers in these two states have really fallen on hard times throughout the throughout the better part of the season, but a lot of those teams are now peaking. Uh, it seems like Clemson is rounded a corner and they're peaking. It seems like App State is rounded a corner and they're now peaking. In your mind, what's more dangerous right now? Uh, if you would take a team that has a better record but is kind of beating people by that 5-10 point margin or a team that's got a worse record who is really peaking and starting to play their best football? Uh, you know, man, I, I think it's all built on circumstance. You know, how's the team built? But But I'll take the team that you know, depending on how bad the record is, I'll take the team that, that's figured out just beating people to sleep. Because, like, it's one thing. Is sometimes it's not just who you beat. It's how you beat them. Uh, you know, we see this in college basketball all the time at the end of the year. Who's really hot? There's hot, and then there's really hot. There's, hey, you know, I'm 350 pounds. I lost eight pounds. I'm getting better. I'm hot. But I didn't lose 50. You know what I'm saying? So I'll take the one that, that's beating people to sleep. Jake Crane joining us here on the show. Uh, Jake, can I get a quick word from you on what's going on at uh, at Florida? Um, you know, it's hard when you watch what Dan Lanning's doing in year two and you consider that Florida and Oregon recruited at a similar level the three previous three years. Florida and Oregon uh, performed at a, a similar level the previous three years before these hires. Dan Lanning hits the ground running at, uh, at Oregon and uh, – Billy Napier is setting records for futility. I've been captain preaching patience with him, Jake, and saying he needs four years, but you can't go out and lose to winless Arkansas at home and then allow more yards than the Gators have ever allowed in their history against an LSU offense that isn't as good as the Joe Burrow one from a few years ago. So maybe you're talking me off the ledge here, man. Where are you on Florida? Well, look, I mean, I, I, I but that – that LSU offense in 2019 was, was absolutely stupid because of the personnel they had, right? I think this LSU sure, offense has yeah. really good personnel, but they got even better chemistry, in my opinion. I think LSU's got the best offense in the country. I'll give them a pass on giving up a lot of points to LSU. I mean, who hasn't outside of Florida State in the first week because LSU wouldn't throw the ball down the field? The Florida loss is awful, right? Or, excuse me, the Arkansas loss is awful, especially when you go watch Auburn, you know, which is showing up with, an amputated leg and a butter knife with an eye patch on to beat you 48 to 10 right now. Um, and, and Hugh Freeze is going to figure it out. Watch out for that Iron Bowl game, by the way. But he, I think the difference is, I mean, Dan Lanning had Bo Nix. I mean, I think Dan Lanning's had like, and look, I know Anthony Richardson got drafted high, but he got drafted off potential. 
You know, I, I think he Dan had some better pieces. Dan's done a better job. But I do think when you look at the schedules, when you look at what they – Mario Cristobal left Oregon, right? Dan Mullen got fired. Those are two different situations that you're inheriting. One left because he was doing really well and went back home or doing well enough to get hired somewhere else. The other one got fired because it turned into a disaster on the field and off the field. So I, I think the circumstances are different. I think Billy this year, they've been up and down. Actually, Graham Mertz has been a lot better than what I thought. I thought it was going to be worse than this, to be honest with you. And when you look at 2024, that schedule's not exactly sunshine, rainbows, and friendships. So I don't know how it's going to go then, but I'm with you. Uh, I, I think Billy needs more time. I know it's going to be ugly at times. Um, but the or the Dan Landing in Oregon, the Florida comparison, I just think there's too many too many variables that weren't close there. His name is Jay Crane, Crane and Company, The Real Daily Wire. Check him out. YouTube, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. We do it as often as we possibly can. The man is everywhere. The man is tireless. I'm convinced he has replicated himself, cloned himself with as often as I see him everywhere. Yeah. Jay Crane, great yeah, my stuff, wife man. Would Thanks hate so that. much. Hey, Mark, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I appreciate the kind of words. You guys do a fantastic job, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Can't wait, brother. Can't wait. Jay Crane, Crane and Company. Always good to have him on the show. Up next, who are the best college football commentators? That, my friends, is next. And this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Always do appreciate you. We check on the carpro.com text line. Texter says, Westside High School quarterback Cutter Woods is a stud and wants so bad an offer from Clemson they're not even giving him a look. That is a fantastic name. Cutter it Woods? All name Come on. Team, bro. All name team. Come on. Uh, Mark, say hi when you have four different freshmen that have INTs. That's development. No one's saying there's no development going on there. Okay? I'm not saying it's there for all positions, but certain position groups are underperforming. I did say Running Mark, backs on, all year underperforming. Wide receivers underperforming. Yes, Diesel. I did say on uh, Twitter the other day, yesterday, day before, uh, that as Texas A&M is now going through this coaching transition, it is going to be open season on that roster. And uh, Dabo Sweeney is going to need to publicly go after a player or two on that roster pretty hard because, I mean, everyone's going to be going after players on that roster, right? Uh, So – he could appease a lot of the why isn't Dabo going after the portal players uh, very much.
by at least putting on a show and going after a guy. I called it coaching negligence if you're not at least trying to make a push for a player or two off of that A&M roster. Yeah, it, it, it does seem that way, and I'd agree with that. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, awesome conversation from Don Munson and callers Rich and Stone. Rational sports conversations make for a great commute. Made for a great commute. Man, happy to have you with us, brother. Happy to do it. Uh, Texter says, I love Crane, Jake Crane, but I am opposite of his opinion on the Iron Bowl. I think Bama, Alabama is coming in hot and will throw a wrench into the college football playoff. Yeah, I agree. Auburn's not ready for Alabama. Um, Auburn and Alabama might both be the two most improved teams in the league the second half of the season, okay? But, like, Auburn improved from a D to a B-. minus. Alabama's improving from a B- minus to an A+. Plus, okay? I mean, that's, that's the difference between where those two teams are. Let's go ahead and get to Chad from Tigerville, who's up next on the show. Chad, what's good, man? Yes. You need to understand Dabo. Dabo don't understand nothing about Clemson football. And you don't understand nothing about football either because Clemson's not going to win another game this year and South Carolina's going to win national championships, you see? Are you done, Chad? You just don't. You don't understand. You should be fired. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> you know, you, you don't Jen. you don't get trolled if you're a nobody. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They don't hate nobodies, man. They they do not hate nobodies. Yeah. The, uh, the problem se- is seven, the problem is Chad. You didn't you didn't think far enough ahead to be able to take the character, the bit past the, this the one liner that you had. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta build it into a whole character, and this is, you know, we're obviously getting the call from, uh, from the same guy every day, disguising his voice as somebody new. Um, you gotta, you gotta build a backstory, you gotta build up who this character is. Otherwise, you're you're just a one-liner, and you got nothing else. Yeah, and the one-liner isn't especially good either, Diesel. Um, you the don't other thing know I would say about anything. <laughs> who are you, grumpy old man over here? Um, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen, when he was Borat, wow, a high five is my wife. Uh, he could riff on anything. You could ask him anything and he could stay in character because he inhabited troll, the character. Our troll is one line. That's all he's got. You know, come on, man. Come on. You can do better than that. I'm sure you can. I'm sure. I'm positive of it. All right, 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E is the number. And the carpro.com text line is there for us at 71307. Start your text with the word FAN and away you go. Diesel, I am losing followers. Why? Here is the tweet. I said there are some differences in the responses of Dabo Sweeney and Dan Lanning. The question was, are you interested in the A&M job? Dabo says... I'm focused on this job, always have been, just trying to find a way to beat UNC. Dan Lanning says, I'm not going anywhere. There's 0% chance I'll be coaching anywhere else. Just tweeting that makes you lose followers. Some of the, some of the fans are just like soft with a capital H. Charmin sponsors them in their lives. Ridiculous. Do you not notice some differences in those two responses, folks? 
Dan Lanning gives the perfect response. Dabo Sweeney gives the cliched, canned response. I prefer Dan Lanning's. The top five at five is coming your way next, right here on Offsides. We are the fan upstate. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 